We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Like you said, everyone wants to join the Lakers right now. So I have, yeah. I'm confident they'll fill it. And I think that they've got, they should be the favorites to win it all right. I probably still like the Nets a little bit more. Oh, if they're right. healthy. If oh, they're healthy. Silly, those well, that's, silly that's what it's going to come down. That's the other thing. People keep saying, oh, this Nets-Lakers matchup. What are the odds that if the Lakers and Nets make it to the finals, that Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony De- Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, <laughs> and Kyrie Irving are all healthy? <laughs> I mean, it's like zero, zero. right? <laughs> Yo guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by the latest and greatest co-host of all time, respectively, Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. Oh wait, I think I had that reversed. I should have said greatest and latest or at least reversed the names, but I was just trying to throw a jab at Theo. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> He's saying that because I was late to this <laughs> recording is the joke there, which none of you guys should get unless you are here, but I don't yeah. think anyone yeah, was. I, I guess it doesn't really make that much sense unless people are here to, to actually see it, um, but it is what it is. Um, you know, before we before we get started, Theo, how are you feeling about NFL Game Pass? Are, are well, you as mad about it as I am? NFL Game Pass has never been a good product ever, and um, it doesn't but surprise it's, me. It's been the only place to get all 22 film for the NFL. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, all 22 film is 
a camera angle that is very high up in the stadium so you can see all 22 players on the field at one time and then an end zone angle that is behind the quarterback so you can see like offensive line play and like things play out from back there and if you're going to grind tape you are going to be able to you need nfl game pass because it's just the better angle to see what's going on and right now the NFL has like pulled all 22 for a little bit from game pass. And it's a problem because I promised everyone that I would do player reviews if they paid me $5 and then <laughs> I get this. And then it's like, Oh, all 22 is gone for a while. So yeah. I I'm pissed about it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think, I think it sucks. Um, so I guess I'll just be watching college tape for, for a while. Yeah. And uh, it's just get, get on that Spencer Rattler grind. It's just the NFL being the NFL, and Game Pass has always had problems and glitches, and now they're just like. It's never been like, great, but this no, is it's, this is they've managed to get worse over the years, which is bizarre to me. Um, but as always, make sure you like, subscribe, leave comments, reviews. Run YouTube, Apple, Spotify, the works. Keep helping grow this platform, or keep helping grow this podcast on all platforms. And if you haven't yet, make sure you follow Stay Hot Pod on TikTok and on Twitter. And we just. Finally got the Instagram set up. It's at stayhotbw for Blue Wire, obviously. Um, we'll be getting some content out to you there. And then uh, before we kind of dive into the big stuff for episode today, we're actually going to do a quick voicemail question. Hi, I'm Levi, and I'm from Texas. And I was just wondering, what is your favorite type of like, bag of chips, like Doritos, Lay's, whatever? <laughs> What's my favorite kind of chip? I don't know if this... I like Tostitos chips the best. Not just raw, but like... I'm going with the assumption there's like queso or salsa. Um, But my favorite type of chip is like like a Tostitos or a tortilla chip in some form. I like tortilla chips a lot. Um, Matt knows that for a while I would just eat an entire bag of tortilla chips plain. Plain, yeah, and like in yeah. one, not like not like over the course of a week, like in one sitting. I believe that. Or like, <laughs> I'm just a weirdo like that. That's not. You guys can't pretend that's normal. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I mean, I can get down with plain tortilla chips. I, as I've matured, I've realized that they're better with salsa and like queso or something to dip them in. Um, but I definitely have eaten my fair share of plain tortilla chips, um, but. Now I wouldn't do that. Matt really thought they would um, back him up on this, and I. (laughs) No, it's it's like saying maturing that that, uh, Twitter meme. Maturing (laughs) is realizing that you can't just eat plain tortilla chips. It is maturing. You can you can just eat plain tortilla chips. You can, but they're better with case. The queso is really good. I don't even like. They are better. You're gonna get lit up for that, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, you I've it. never once said anything about food that I haven't gotten lit up for. So, I'll take it. a lot about you, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Work on I'm it. A, I'm a sun chip guy. Oh, I like sun that's chips. A horrible take. I think sun chips. Not a horrible take. No, no, no. Matt's gonna get praised for this, but sun chips are criminally overrated. I, I know. I said that like saying something's overrated. No, sun is a chips lazy are good. Take. Sun chips are like not that good. Sun chips are good. I don't know. If I if I had to choose a chip other than tortilla chips, I'd probably go barbecue chips. Um, I think that's a good take. Do Cheetos count? Do the jalapeno Cheetos count? Because those are fantastic. I don't know, but jalapeno uh, potato chips are probably my second. Any jalapeno chip is great. 
Playton's going to disagree here because it's too spicy or he doesn't want I, salsa. I, I, no, I don't like jalapeno. Yeah, like, there we go. It's, it's not even like a spice <laughs> thing. I just think that a lot of things that are spicy are spicy just for the sake of being spice and they don't actually add anything well, yeah. as far as flavor goes. And I don't think so what that, they add is the spice. Yeah, but okay. But if it's spicy just for the sake of being spicy without like, just for the sake of being like hot and like being like an uncomfortable feel, like who, like why would you want that? To me, that's that not jalapeno chips. That's I don't like how jalapenos taste. That's what I'm saying. But like we they're added sports. because they taste like jalapenos. <laughs> like, like, we got sports stuff to get into. We got sports We could talk about chips all day long, and I'm gonna get and I'm gonna get flamed for this later. I know. Like as soon as this podcast drops, like Light <laughs> and Ryan are gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" And like your taste buds. Um, and we could talk about this all day, but uh, we have to get into the NFL. There's a lot of news. Um, thank God, because I was getting sick of the NFL just having nothing going on. Uh, Chandler Jones and Xavier Howard both went out. Mm-hmm. Um, do we do we think there's a situation in which Miami and Arizona just swap, or or um, I, I've I've made <laughs> I've obviously made the pitch for Xavier Howard to go to Cleveland. Uh, people don't seem to like that, but I I, I know that. that Miami has had at least two playoff teams reach out. Yeah. Every team should reach out to for Xavier Howard. I if, if yeah, every every team should. So I'm surprised it's, it's not. It's a money thing. Teams. It's I think that's what makes it tough, right? Because yeah. we're really late into the off season to try to trade a player who's making as much as Howard. And a lot of teams just don't have the money for it and have to significantly change their plans to try to open up money for someone like that. So the Browns have no money next year. It would put them far into the negative. And they already drafted a corner with their first round pick. And they, and they got Troy Hill. I, okay, here, here's, my, here's my thing, right? If, if, if Xavier Howard wanted to play for a playoff team, which I don't know if he necessarily has a preference... I know he wants his money, right? Um, but if he wants to play for a playoff team, the Browns of all playoff teams have the most money to work with. But not long term. It's not we'll, about we'll getting deal with paid. that. We'll, we'll deal with that when we deal with it. You know? <laughs> but that's, like, but that's, that's not the whole reason why Howard wants to leave Miami is because they're not giving him a bigger deal They're not giving him guaranteed right money. They're not giving him guaranteed. Like, he wanted to work out a deal that was cap-friendly like in his Instagram post, he said he wanted to work out a deal that was cap friendly that guaranteed him more money. Yeah, and, not and necess- so so saying, well, we'll figure it out later. No, you have to figure it out now. That's the whole <laughs> point of Howard getting traded is so someone's going to pay him a whole ton of money and guarantee him a whole ton of money. <laughs> listen, listen. When we win the Super Bowl, people are going to take pay cuts, and then Xavier can get <laughs> as much money as he wants. Like it's it's okay. <laughs> Who's taking a pay cut? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's going to take a pay cut. On he his sure. He's first running of all, back. First of all, I've, I've already said that Nick Chubb either needs to take a pay cut or the Browns should not re-sign him. You would take a pay cut if you're Nick Chubb. I mean, if I'm Nick Chubb, no. Right? <laughs> but if I but like if I wanted... But he should. But if I was the Browns, I would but if want I him was the, but No, but if I was the Browns and Nick Chubb didn't take a pay cut, I would not re-sign him, is my point. It's so like, in my mind, Nick Chubb either takes less pay or he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if the Browns necessarily feel the same. 
Yeah, I know. You know, the well, the Browns have analytics guys in that building. They should feel the same. <laughs> Maybe we'll they see. do. We'll see. We'll see. I think, I mean, the, Car- the Cardinals make sense to me because they have a star who is unhappy and would like to be traded. There's a guy who is also unhappy that would like to be traded. I guess that checks out to me. Um, I think Chandler Jones is getting overrated right now by a lot. Like I look at the Madden ratings and he's like a 94 and apparently you can trade him for Xavier Howard. That doesn't check out to me because he is coming off a major injury and didn't do much in five games that he was healthy and he's like 30 something. But I guess the consensus is that that's still okay. So if they can do that, they should do that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Chandler Jones is a good. I just I think it's hard for teams to trade for him with the money. Yeah, it is. I I don't know. I I think the Browns make sense. I really do. Um, but apparently, you know, Arizona Theo, Theo actually no, you're right. It's not even like it's not even about Chandler Jones being over overrated. It's about um, like positional value. And like well, getting a high level. I think getting a high-level corner like Howard is significantly harder. Like, replacing Howard will be significantly harder than replacing Jones. I don't know. I And some other options that come to... Indianapolis always has a bunch of cap room. Like, and with cap, teams always find magic ways to kind of squeeze out what they can. I think every team in the league, the Cowboys is a team that he's been linked to. I think every team in the league... Should, yeah, every team should Almost every team should call. Yeah. And... I feel like at this point, I don't really have a list of teams that I think that would fit perfectly. Um, but I think the Cardinals are the team that the, and they, their cornerback room also sucks is the thing. Like they need him. <laughs> they have a guy that they can trade and then you can throw in some picks and I, they have a, they have a quarterback on a rookie deal at the moment yeah. and won't get, have to get paid for a little bit. A good so, one with that. A good one yeah. With that. So Cardinals does make the most sense to me, but I'm sure there's other teams that I'm overlooking. Well, speaking of quarterback rookie deals, Zach Wilson finally signed his. Um, I don't think that was ever really something to be super worried about as to whether or not he would sign. I just think it's funny that they did the exact same thing with Darnold, where like Darnold didn't sign right away, or Darnold ended up being the last rookie to sign. I don't know. Do, is is that is that like? just something to ever be worried about i mean his contract got fully guaranteed his contract got fully guaranteed so good for zach wilson for you know not just signing whatever the first thing they gave him is he did well for himself there so and like joey bosa is the guy that didn't he like not sign until like deep into training camp like zach wilson was there for like the first days so no it's not anything to worry about and especially now that he's signed like definitely not anything to worry about Is, is it i think it's weirder that like, why wouldn't you give your rookie a fully guaranteed deal? Especially not sure a, he's good. A, a rookie quarterback that you took second overall, you're not going to give a fully guaranteed. I mean, you can be a was proven player in the NFL. Guaranteed? I think it was I, a fully guaranteed deal. I'm pretty sure, as like rookies are supposed. I'm pretty sure they have that, those numbers get. set. That's I, that's what I'm saying. I'm I thought it was sure I thought it was 35 million, 22 million guaranteed. I that's, what wrong, I was, that's what I was thinking is like, in what world do you not get a fully guaranteed contract? That would, if, if anything, the, if the Jets were trying to structure a contract in the way that you, it wouldn't be fully guaranteed, that would concern me. 
Well, that's anything. never been the, no one ever gets fully guaranteed deals in the NFL. That's like the whole thing about NFL but, contracts but rookie, is they never, well, as a rookie, it's even less guaranteed because you're even less than a guarantee. And yes, it is fully guaranteed. And like, that's the reason why I assume he showed up to camp so late is because he was able to negotiate for himself. And it's good to be fully guaranteed. Like I would like, like all the, the NFL contracts are so much smoke and mirrors and it's kind of screwed up, but like, good for him that he I, negotiated. I, I, I was just under the impression that that rookie contracts by nature, or like first round rookie contracts by nature, are usually fully guaranteed. Nope, that's very rare. And I think it okay. happened one other time before, maybe last year. Um, I I know there's at least another one this year that's fully. Guaranteed. I'm pretty sure Najee's is fully guaranteed. I maybe it could be Lawrence. I don't know, but I I know the Zach Wilson one is, and Lawrence is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Lawrence's is also fully. Guaranteed. So maybe it's a trending but, in that direction, but like, especially for quarterbacks who had the leverage. But I don't think has Trey Lance signed. Yeah. That's the other thing. I'm sure they're trying to Trey get. Trey Lance did sign. Oh, he Trey Lance signed okay. the day before. Okay, that's right. That's Zach right. That's right. Did. But. Zach Wilson, nothing to be concerned about now that he's gotten in on time. They got the fully guaranteed deal. It's still a cheap deal uh, for them, yeah. but um, you know, it's just it is what it is. And I I respect Zach Wilson for getting that negotiated right for him. So good for him. All right, sticking with the quarterbacks, Taysom Hill has been taking first team reps. <laughs> <laughs> Are we surprised? Are we surprised? I know Matt's not surprised. I'm a little my uh, my eyebrows came up a little bit, but I wouldn't say that I'm shocked. No, yeah, it's just camp. They'll figure it out in preseason. <laughs> um, and we could. There's a lot of stuff you could say about like camp rumors and whatnot, and who's looking good and bad, and what teams are doing. But we're like one day in. Yeah, we don't know what's know, going it's, on there. It's funny. Uh, I saw like that Carson Wentz throw, and it, it's it was it was a good throw. But like it was also a blown coverage, and I don't, I don't know. It's 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 really easy to make like a ton of assumptions after day one of camp. One throw sample size over here. <laughs> yeah, one throw. Theo changes his name from sixteen game sample <laughs> size to one throw sample size. That's me with Felipe Franks. Honestly, <laughs> I wonder has anyone heard from him? Has he been having a? Did he have a good day? I yesterday? have not heard anything about Felipe Franks. I, I got to search long. his name on Twitter and see. I, if I don't have I don't have notifications on for Felipe Franks uh, reminders. All right. Okay. I'll have to look it up after this. And then, okay, there's one more piece of quarterback news. Apparently, the Bears are saying that Andy Dalton has been, you know, by far the best quarterback in camp. I mean, we're one well, they day can't, into camp. You're one day into camp. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Andy okay, Dalton. Okay, here, Andy here's, Dalton my, here's my thing, right? A 13-year vet had a better day of camp than the first day <laughs> Justin Fields. <laughs> listen listen here here's my thought process right let's say that like even if you're like a week into camp are you gonna sit here and say that oh the guy that we already said was gonna be a starter from day one no matter what is worse than the rookie no, we just drafted like you're gonna say he's better regardless yeah of course he's not like because you already the, said he's the starter <laughs> and i don't I, they're probably not lying like andy dalton probably knew the, the playbook better and knew what he was doing and he was probably maybe more like it's he's been in the league since like 2012 i think so like <laughs> yeah. yeah i would hope that he had a better day of camp than justin fields literal <laughs> debut yeah like 
I, the I first fully time expect- he's ever stepped onto like an NFL practice field. Yeah. Exactly. They had rookie mini camps, but like, yeah, uh, yeah but I, I get, yeah. You know what with, I mean? With we like other, about. with like other veteran NFL players. Yeah. Well, okay. Theo, are you ready to give a rant? Do you want to give a rant today? Always. The Packers. Always. But this is good. This is a good rant because they're coming. Rogers is in training camp. He gave a very enlightening conference, which I appreciated just and it didn't tell me anything that I don't think I knew. He was unhappy with the way Jordy's career ended. He was unhappy with, you know, the GM and the and how he would let players go kind of unceremoniously. And, you know, he felt that the that the players deserved more respect on the way out than Green Bay gave them. So he gave he just was very upfront about that. He was very clear about that. I didn't think he lied in his press conference. Um I still feel the same way that I've always felt where it's like, yes, they were kind of unceremonious on the way out. But for a lot of these players, they didn't have much left in the tank once they got like released. So I, on one hand, I, I, I get what Rogers is saying. Like this is on a human level. These are people and you should treat them with respect and you should treat them, you know, as wanted employees. And but on a management standpoint, I don't think any of these moves have just been absolutely like disaster class moves for that from them. So, you know, I understand both sides of the situation. I'm glad they got things worked out and Rodgers will be back for at least another year. I don't think he'll be back next year, which is what I've been saying the whole time. This is kind of the last dance, the last ride. Um, and I think everyone's kind of aware of that at this point. And I'm just glad we'll get to see it. And I'm glad we'll get a proper send off instead of, uh, you know, a random cryptic like trade away. I'm glad it'll be a proper send off. So I'm happy. Um, with the way things have worked out, I understand why Rogers is frust- frustrated. I understand why the management did what they did. Um, I'm understanding of the situation now, and I've accepted what the season is going to look like. And it should be a pretty good season because same team that it was last year, essentially. Well, uh, you know what they say: if you stay the same, you got worse. That's true. So How do you think Cobb's going to look? I mean, Cobb is going to look like a decent slack guy, I think. Like, he's only 30. Like, Cobb has been in the league forever, it feels like. And he just turned, th- like, I guess not just turned 30. Um, but m- one of the craziest NFL stats to me is that Cobb and Adam Thielen are the exact same age to the day. Like, and no one thinks Adam Thielen is, like, completely washed yet. Like, Cobb is g- not that crazy old. So, like, I think w- w- he'll be back in green bay and i guess matt lafleur is somewhat new to him but like i think that he's still got a little bit left in the tank as a slot guy and he'll talk to amari rogers our third round rookie who has a relationship with cobb and i think that he'll he'll you know be a helpful piece i don't think he's going to be like this crazy good wide receiver or anything but as long as he doesn't isn't like dropping passes like he was a couple years ago (laughs) like as long as his hands are somewhat reliable i feel like he'll be a guy that sees some playing time I've always liked Cobb. I've always yeah, liked I mean, it's do not hate Cobb. Like, Cobb is such a... There's a reason why Rodgers wanted him back so bad. Cobb is a great guy. All right, well, do, do you think reasonably... I mean, I think the Packers will probably be a playoff team, right? I think mm-hmm. that's fair to assume. Hopefully. I, I, I'd hope... You imagine, have, dude, imagine you the doing reigning all this MVP <laughs> win eight games. <laughs> I, I assume they're going to be a playoff team, but do you think they're going to be like a good playoff team or do you think it's going to be NFC championship loss? I know you're not the type of guy to predict a Super Bowl from your team. Uh, so I, where do you reasonably think the Packers are going to be? 
Well, like you said, if you don't get better, you get worse. But this is what I felt last year. Last year, before the season, I felt that we didn't make any changes. We had the draft with no starters. We didn't, we brought in, we lost Balaga in free agency. I'm like, this is not a better team than it was last year. And if you're not getting better, everyone else during the offseason is, you're going to get it worse. So I was really pessimistic going into last season. But although they stayed the same, they got better. So this year they've stayed the same again. And there is something to be said about having the same team for a long period of time. You look at like the San Antonio Spurs, like that's a team like they, the core just stayed together for such a long time that eventually you're just going to win one. Like, I don't know if you have a really good core and you keep it, eventually it's going to work and things are going to break your way. So I think that again, I don't know if it'll be quite as good as we were last year, best offense in the league last year. I think the offensive line is significantly worse with Bakhtiari hurt and Corey Lindsley gone and like the right tackle left in free agency, Rick Wagner. So I don't think the offensive line will be quite as good. But I think it'll still be a pretty good team, still be a playoff team, and hopefully things can just break our way this year. Um, but I don't anticipate it being better than last year. So probably an earlier playoff exit, I think that is what I'm expecting, just because the offensive line, we were so healthy last year too, and the offensive line was so good. I don't think that's going to happen again. So I don't think things are going to break our way quite like they did last year. That's fair. And not to mention, I mean, the Cowboys, if Dak's healthy, are going to be you know a force to be reckoned with. The Rams are obviously good. Seattle... Tampa Bay. Yeah, There's the a whole of, NFC West. Tampa Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that even whole in the end. even in the division, like Minnesota is so much. I don't think yeah. we'll sweep Minnesota. I don't think we swept the division last year. We didn't lose a divisional game. I don't think that'll happen again, especially with Minnesota being so much better. I feel like um, Chicago having a somewhat half decent quarterback situation now. Like, I, I don't. I don't think we'll be as good as we were last year, but I still think we'll be good, and I'm happy we're going to be good. And next year we'll see Jordan Love, which I'm also Loki a little bit excited to see what he can are, do. Are you actually excited for that? Yeah, I am excited. I mean, we'll see how preseason. If he sucks in preseason, maybe I'll be less excited. But right now, I am like, I, I do. I don't think it, I'm not anticipating great things, but I am a little bit interested to see how he is. So we'll see. All right. Well, I guess I have one more question. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is the swaggiest player in the NFL? No, God no. <laughs> he's got such a he's got such a dad that he showed up to camp. Yes, in? he's got such like dad vibes at this point to me. Like cool, like he wore the office, like Kevin from the office shirt with the sunglasses. Like there are a hundred million more players that have more swag than Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers is like <laughs> this cool, like I guess he's not a bachelor anymore, but like he just got married. I don't know. He is not. He does not have the most swag in the league. Not even close. All right, fair He's enough. got maybe the strongest, like dad vibes in the league. He might have those right now, but like <laughs> I don't know about the swag. It's a specific sort of swag. It's not like yeah. swag. Dad, it's dad it, there's, swag. Dad he's swag. the most something in the league. There's no one else quite like him. I don't know what it is. He's got the most something in the league, but I don't know if it's swag. <laughs> he has a great quote on swag. Swag is like. Zach Wilson said he had like zero drip and Rogers was like, watch it. Young swag comes from within or something. It's a very funny. Quote. <laughs> swag <laughs> comes from within. I like that. <laughs> well, Matt, you've been quiet for a while. I'm about to let you cook here on the NBA. First things first, blockbuster trade, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. Wow. We, we talked about it a little bit last night. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you said, you know, we got to hit Andy Dalton camp performance before we get to Russell Westbrook getting traded to the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> well, I had to hit the big news first, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think everybody wants to judge this trade really, really early. And we know like maybe four of the players who are going to be on that team. And it really all comes down to that, in my opinion. Uh, because the, I, I don't know if you guys saw this LA Times article came out about how uh, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James and Anthony Davis met and they were um, having a discussion about what they needed to do and what sacrifices they needed to make in order to win a championship. And one of those things was Anthony Davis playing the five, LeBron playing the four, sharing the ball more. If they do those things and they go 80 at the five consistently and they go get a ton of shooters in free agency, I think it'll work. I think the spacing will be all right. Um, that, that was the concern. We, you know, because Russell Westbrook is very much so, like you can't have Russell Westbrook off ball. Like ever. Well, he, we're, we're, I think you can do a little bit of stuff with him off ball. It kind of depends on what they're trying to do. I don't know. We just got to see who else they get. And they have very limited options. They could sign and trade Sch- Schroeder away, but the odds of that are probably not amazing. Uh, they have mid-level exception, about $5 million bucks, um, which is solid. And then they have vet minimums. And that's about it. That's about all their options. So they are banking on players being willing to come and sign for the vet minimum. And there was a report saying that there were a ton of people willing to come. So they obviously know better than me. And it seems like if they made this move, they are confident that they can do that and bring in a bunch of guys. But um, we're going to have to see here in three or four days. I like it, though. I think it's fun. End of the day, if you don't like this trade, you don't like basketball. You don't, <laughs> you you don't, don't like, like you don't like you don't like you Twitter don't like NBA like basketball. <laughs> or you're a Wizards fan. I mean, Kuzma, <laughs> <laughs> like, are they ever going to be good? Like, what is this move for them? Like, you're just so irrelevant next season. Like, I like what what in what you know, what does the Wizards winning that trade look like? Like, what does that even? Westbrook what is their ceiling? Poorly and they got off his contract. That's what I guess. it looks like. They can also move Kuzma to other teams. They can move KCP to other teams. What? They can move Montrez Harold to other teams. I Kuzma guess. Kuzma, maybe, maybe not. Um, I'm not sure what his value actually is, but KCP, I think teams will be interested in. And Harold, I think teams will be interested in. Worst case scenario, both those guys are expiring and you get off a ton of money. Yeah, I suppose. But I think it'll work in LA with, I mean, at some point, you just got to take a step back and you see that someone with the talent of Westbrook, LeBron, and AD. We'll make it work. And the Bucks just won the finals, right? Shooting what from three? You know, like not that good. Yeah. It was all in the paint. It was all Giannis dominating inside. It was, you know, it was Middleton hitting mid-range shot. Like they just won the finals, not shooting great from three. It's possible to do. Like you can win the finals without, you yeah. know, lighting they were it up. Also, they were also putting on a defensive clinic. They were. So, but like... You yeah. know, well, the, the Lakers are AD, too. LeBron, yeah, and and fair. Westbrook are all kind of locked down. So, like, it's it it can happen the same. The blueprint that the Bucks made, you know, I think that like with a lot of paint scoring, a lot of like not a lot of three point scoring. Like, I just had a little bit of stroke there, but like I think <laughs> Steph Curry kind of like reset what everyone thinks you need to win a title, and like those those Warriors teams that were lighting it up, you know, with points. But I mean, you can win a title with what they have, even without the like. Obviously, they need some shoot more shooters. But like you said, everyone wants to join the Lakers right now. So I have, yeah. I'm confident they'll fill it, and I think that they've got they should be the favorites to win it all right now. I probably still like the Nets 
a little bit more oh, if they're right. healthy. If oh, they're healthy. Silly, those well, that's, silly that's what it's going to come down. That's the other thing. People keep saying, oh, this Nets-Lakers matchup. What are the odds that if the Lakers and Nets make it to the finals that Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony De- Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, <laughs> and Kyrie Irving are all healthy? <laughs> I mean, it's like zero, zero. right? <laughs> it's not great right. odds. So I, I think the better team will probably just end up being whoever's healthier. But fully healthy right now, since we know a little bit more of the depth, um, I'm going to take the Nets. Yeah. Suns repeat, though. It's, it's what it, that's what, you know. <laughs> they're they're going to be healthy. lose in the finals? No, they're going to win this time. No. <laughs> I'm sure um, I'm the one time he has faith in his team. Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I don't have faith. It's, it's it just it seems like one of those fake trades that Lakers fans would talk about on Twitter, and you'd be like, they don't know what they're talking about. They're just bullshitting about some superstar, or whatever. But it happened. It's real. <laughs> um, <laughs> Manifestation. And, you know, Westbrook has his. That's the other thing. Westbrook has his playoff problems. But if he's the third option, I don't know if you can really force him to settle for bad shots. If he's willing to not take those. Also, he's never played with LeBron James. <laughs> oh, he's, he's never, he's never, if they have good spacing, he's never played on a team this talented with good spacing because a lot of people want to blame the spacing problems and OKC on him. And understandably so, not a great shooter. But they'd also run out lineups of like him, Kevin Durant, Roberson, Enos Cantor, and Steven Adams. It's like, well, then. Yeah, that's not going to work great. Um, so I think, if, I, I, I don't know. I just want to see what shooters they can get. Bullock, you, if they can bring back Caruso. Do you think he'll be hitting all these triple doubles again? Probably not. Probably not. He's got... What, okay, what is what was his usage rate looking like when he was getting those triple... Because it had to be, like, incredible. Anytime you have a triple double, your usage rate's got to be a little high. Um, I don't know if he's going to have the ball in his hands enough. Because like he was the main playman, the main passer on that Wizards team. And now, I mean, you've got multiple players on this team who have won an assist title recently. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know if he gets the volume. Yeah. LeBron is going to need that ball. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> like pretty much are. They're both going to yeah. have to share. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I also, I want to say that teams having problems sharing the ball I don't think is like that common of a problem as people make it no. out to be. And people said the exact same stuff about the Nets. Anytime you see a big superstar move to a really talented team, you're always going to hear people are always ready to hate before, you know, they're ready to actually just call it good. Um, yeah. And there's, there are legit problems with it, but until we know, I mean, look at like team, US, team like, like, yeah. like team USA, but like, that's a pretty extreme case. Yeah. So I mean, people said the same thing about the Browns. And they still say the same thing about the Browns. It was like, well, how are they going to spread the ball out to all those weapons? Y- y- Come on, man. <laughs> no, Matt, no don't one look is... at me like that. Everyone said the oh. Browns had too many good players. No. <laughs> yes. Th- no, they did. They did. It's a totally Odell and, Odell they, they and Jarvis. They were like, how are like, you going to share the ball between Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Higgins? You have like three good tight hey, ends. Bladen, Bladen, I think those were just fantasy people talking about who they should draft. I don't think that was like, <laughs> I don't think those were like NFL analysts being like, this isn't going to work. I think that's a fantasy guy who just was like, oh, don't draft Twitter, Odell man. round just two. Twitter, man. <laughs> but it's like Steelers fans on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to. D- defer my opinion on this trade but um 
I kind of have to until you see what yeah. type of spacing they get. I will say that the one thing I want to make, um, or the one point I want to make, is that I think this is probably the best player they could have gotten. You'll see the Chris Paul rumors and the Kyle Lowry rumors and the DeMar DeRozan rumors, but all those either require the player to take a $100 million pay cut, which is completely unreasonable, or complete a sign and trade, and that would make a hard cap for the Lakers. And looking at the like their numbers, wouldn't have made it possible to feel the team, almost. Um, so I don't think either of those were really realistic. Uh, it's just hard to tell whether the Lakers are confident they can get the spacing and free agency and took a calculated risk on making maybe kind of a tough fit work for the talent, or if they got a little panicky and said, you know what, uh, we'll just do Russell Westbrook and we'll just hope it we'll figure it out later. Uh, but that LA Times article really made me confident that it's the first one. It really made me confident it's the first one. So Yeah, it's, 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 it's the Stars have been having conversations about exactly what needs to happen for the team to succeed. And they seem like good ideas. This, this was two should, weeks ago. This was two yeah. weeks ago. So apparently it's been in the works. I, I'm sure... LeBron's far ahead. He's thinking much farther ahead than I am for the yeah. Lakers. I mean, LeBron's a smart, <laughs> a smart basketball oh, yeah. mind. He's not going to put together like he's not going to trade for someone who he doesn't feel. And I think Westbrook is a smarter dude than he gets credit for too. Oh. I feel like a much smarter dude that he gets credit. For. He, the reputation is that he's a ball hog, triple. He'll get rebounds over his bigs. He just wants the triple double all the time. I don't think that's quite deserved. I don't. I'm not the world's biggest Russell Westbrook fan. I know that he has some. He has some fans. I'm not that. I do think like his lack of shooting and his playoff performances has prevented him from like being a guy I really hold in the highest, highest regard. But he's better than a lot of people give credit for. And I do think that this will work out. I do think this will, the Lakers will be a very good team next year. I mean, look at the talent. It's hard to be bad. Hard to argue with talent. But going into the draft, um, I think it's only fitting that we touch on Golden State. Um, we thought that it might be the best situation for them to trade out of their picks. Yes. And they ended up staying. <laughs> um, and I think it was them and the Rockets who had the most draft capital to actually use. Yeah. Um, there yeah. were no trades. So <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. I think Kaminga is really, really... Raw, I'm going to go look at his his stats here. So he shot 25% from three in the G League. And I was on 13 games. But he did, overall, not even just the three-point percentage. He did look very raw uh, in the G League. And he's more of a developmental guy. And I I just don't love that for a team that has Steph Curry. I like the Moses Moody pick, if you're going to make that pick. Him falling to 14 is pretty nice. He's ready day one, good 3 and D player. Uh, really athletic, can defend a lot of positions. So I'm happy about that, but I don't know. They still have the option to move these guys, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I I think you go all in, win now. I see some people talking about the Warriors' young core, and I just think having a young core while you have Steph Curry doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I still think the Warriors are going to be a very good team, and they still have options. They can still make moves, but I really would have liked to see them yeah. go, go all in. Yeah, I, play coming back will be big, but it's like, can he stay healthy and what kind of player are you getting? But I mean, this Warriors team missed the playoffs. Like this Warriors team is not like, I don't think they're one clay away. I don't like, no. I think that 
like adding a really good stand-up shooter who we haven't seen in years, like might, that'll probably make them a playoff team. But, you know, we were talking about chips earlier. That's what you play for, you know? And I don't think, and like I said, with the same deal, I think with the Packers, you try to, you have your old guys and also plan for the future at the same time. It ends up without a ring in either era. And that's kind of the vibe that I get from the Warriors. I don't think Curry wins another one. And then you're stuck with, or you get the young core, but it's like young cores. Every team has a young core at one point. Yes. Not every team wins a championship. Like, and just because you have a young core doesn't mean that you're. You'll see this for every anything. single team. You'll see this for every single team today with all the rookies, because every rookie is all positive, right? All 20, right. all 20, first 25 picks. It's all like, oh my God, he's part of our young core now. He's great. He's going to be great. Um, I'm not blaming anybody for doing that. But right now, every every team that was not in the playoffs has like a great young core. There's so many great. Oh, this this is a great young core. And not every young core can be great. Um, what are some young cores that you think are legitimately great now Charlotte? that the draft has happened? Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. Char- I, I feel Charlotte pretty strong. does have it. All right. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to go young core to young core. But if your young core does not have somebody who can be the guy, it is not a good young core. If your young core doesn't have someone where you're like, he's going to be an all NBA level player. He has the potential to be that good. It's not a good young core. If you're looking at a guy and you're like, he has the potential to be a very high value role player. That's cool. You need those type of guys. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to build a team through the draft, you have to have the all-stars. You have to have the, the guys who make a big difference. And then those role players, you're either going to have to pay big money or they're going to leave in free agency before your team really hits their prime. So it's not even like you can keep absolutely everyone. So I do feel strongly about the Hornets young core. I can't lie. But, um, <laughs> well, you got Lamelo, Yeah. So you also got a- two steals in the draft. I mean, if you guys want to let me talk about the Hornets here a little bit, go for, go for it. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is all is- you, man. <laughs> I understand that like neither of the guys we got are like absolute guarantees to pan out or anything, but we were sitting there at 11 and I was like, man, I really book night was a guy that was falling every draft. There's a guy who's supposed to go real high and he falls. And every time your, your team will like be picking and, and you'll see that guy falling. You'll be like, well, maybe we'll take him. Maybe we'll be the team to get the great value and get a steal here. And they never are. They're never the team who takes the big value, gets the big steal and the Hornets were. And that's the guy I wanted at 11. I said, BPA at 11. They took BPA at 11. But Kai Jones was the other guy where I'm like, I love him. His fit with the Hornets would be fantastic. He's probably yeah. not BPA at 11, but I'd really, I really wish we could get him. And then the Hornets trade back up into the draft and get that guy. Like, like I'm running it on, on 2K or something. It's insane. Um, I think both those guys fit really well. With the people we have now, I think the roster is coming along really well. I think the Mason Plumley deal is really good too. Uh, he's a solid big. He's better than what we had last year. I'm pumped about Charlotte. This is another offseason where they're just they look fantastic. I'm happy, I'm for, happy you. for you, man. I am. <laughs> they'll be able to Are take the, the <laughs> they'll be able to take the Wizards playoff spot. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. I mean, teams, teams above they us getting be worse. Able to, I mean, they were they were what one spot out. Last year we were we were the tenth seed and we needed to win two games, um, yeah, but we I mean, could have very we could have very easily done better. There's no reason why the Hornets shouldn't be considerably better next year, um, and and now that we've added two high potential, high ceiling rookies who 
uh, I, th- I think fit well with LaMelo. And that's what we got to worry about right now is guys fitting well with LaMelo. Um, I not only feel like we can win now, but we also can build for the future. Plus we have yeah. money. We have other free agents we could resign or we have a big mid-level exception at 9 million. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this season. I'm pumped. I, I, I'm happy for you, man. Uh, the Cavs are also going to be, you know, really good, right? I don't know if they're going to be really good this year, but they did make a really good pick taking Mobley. Um, you, you're never going to be like the winner of the draft if you have a high pick and you end up just taking a, you know, a the top prospect. To. You're just, you, yeah, they're taking the player <laughs> they're supposed to take and they don't really do anything crazy, but there's nothing wrong with that. Five years yeah. from now, maybe you're looking at this and you're like, yeah, they won the draft. They were really smart just sitting there and taking Mobley. Um, yeah. I was a little worried that they were going to be too committed to Jared Allen and be like, well, because I, <laughs> I remember I, I remember you were talking. Yeah, I, was, about I was like, I was, I, I was a little worried that they were going to be like, well, we've already got a center, so we'll go Suggs or something, even though I think Suggs is going to be great, too. Um, but Mobley was BPA there. I don't know what happens to Jared Allen now. Unless they're playing Mobley at the four. But that might be- I, I heard some people saying yeah. that they could move him to the four. Yeah, they could play Mobley at the four. I think he fits better at the five, but he's quick enough to be the four, I guess. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But yeah, Cavs added very, very, nice. very high talent, very high ceiling. Cavs going to the playoffs. Good Love to hear it. Um, so what other teams do you think did a, a good job drafting? The Houston Rockets did a good job drafting. They did do a good job. That's who I was going to say. I mean, if you have a lot of picks, shouldn't I mean that's kind of expected, isn't it? <laughs> One of the, I mean, Jalen Green, second overall, very yeah. solid. Any of those top four guys? That's Theo's um, guy. Is are very legit, very high potential. Um, I like all of them. Uh, Theo, you talked about Green, yeah, a little bit a while ago, and how much you liked him. So just sitting there and taking that pick with, I mean, we, we've, we've been known that this was going to be a wildly talented draft uh, for over a year now. So getting a top pick and just taking it, it's going to be a good draft. But outside of that, Sigun at uh, 16, really good value. Uh, and then Garuba, a guy I talked about on the last episode or two episodes ago. It was the last as, episode as, where as you somebody had your, yes. I, Somebody I really, really liked. Um and I, I love that for them because they took the best player available on their board without worrying about what they have right now. Fit with Sigun and Garuba and Wood might be a little funky, but I, I think they added as much talent as anybody else uh, and a lot of high upside guys too. And really that's for any of these teams, if you're a young team and you're trying to build good value picks with high upside players, it's always going to look good. And that's exactly yeah. what the Rockets did. Magic got that too with Suggs at six. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nah, and Suggs, I think, is going to be such a positive force because of his passing ability. He was the one The one thing I took away from evaluating guys in the tournament was, I mean, some of the passes he made were just I, uh, so I high same level. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And like the Magic, and he's a super... And the other thing is, Suggs is probably maybe the biggest name in the draft outside of Cade Cunningham because of that shot that he hit in the playoffs. And like, you know, there's a Jalen Green's a G League guy. I guess he has like a million Instagram followers. So he's kind of a big name too. But like when people think of like, I feel like if you just name recognition, Suggs is a 
is up there for like one of the more famous rookies in the league right now. And the magic could probably use a little bit of a, of a big name, you know, like the magic and the Kings in my mind are like the most irrelevant teams. So like, sorry yeah, guys. Yeah. Darren Fox. How, how can you be irrelevant when you have Darren Fox? That's true. When you're from Sacramento, yeah. Yeah. but like, <laughs> but like, I was, ta- I I was telling they- Matt, I'm going to buy the Kings and he's going to, he's going to run the team for me. No, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to help run the like team, that, Theo. Man. But yeah, I don't know if the Magic have a great young core because they don't really have that guy that I view as like a slam dunk future all-star. But like, I don't know. I thought they had a really good draft. I don't know if they'll be contending, but they had a good draft. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Toronto taking taking Barnes at four was definitely yeah, was strange. It's <laughs> not what I would have done. Uh, and Barnes has a lot of potential. Would, would you consider that a, uh, a negative Though, like, like if you're looking at teams that, like, underperformed in the draft. I kind of thought that Suggs was the easy pick there. Okay. I thought that the Raptors were in one of those positions where it's like, okay, you're picking at four, and the top tier is the first four guys, so you just take whoever falls to you out of that top tier, and you call it a night. And they took Barnes, who is, I'm not going to deny it, great defender, athletically, he's there. Um, the passing is there, but you know, the Ben Simmons comps are, are real. I don't think he shot creates like Ben Simmons did. I know that's going to sound maybe a little goofy, but when Simmons came out of college, he did, he could, he really would, uh, create his own shot a little bit. If, even if it was only for mid range and, um, you know, so he's got a lot of work to do. I just feel more confident in Suggs. Uh, they must feel like they can bring the best out of them and they can train them up and they're going to run some really weird lineups maybe of like Siakam, Barnes, OG as a, at the three, four and five or whatever. But I, I think, I think that was a rough pick. Davion Mitchell to the Kings at nine is. I thought very, you liked Mitchell. I do at nine. It's a very Sacramento Kings pick, and I very much believe in Davion Mitchell. Be, <laughs> they had a good pick last year, didn't I, they? What, I, it is. What, they had Halliburton. It was what a very is a good Sacramento pick. Kings pick? A Sacramento <laughs> Kings pick is taking a guy a little bit higher than where he was supposed to go because he did well in the tournament, and it's a guy who's like a little bit older. That's a Sacramento Kings pick. Uh, and I really believe that Davion Mitchell is going to be good. So I don't want to say it's a bad pick. Because I, I genuinely think he's going to come in the league and be fantastic, but I saw a lot of other people. <laughs> I saw a lot of other people trashing it. And it sounds I like this isn't a problem. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's I, all, I, I'm like, how is this a bad thing? Aaron <laughs> Fox, Xavier Mitchell. It sounds like they're winning the finals. Like, but a lot of other people see it. If, if like Davion Mitchell wasn't my guy, kind of. Well, he's not my guy. But if, if I if I wasn't a Davion Mitchell believer, I would see this as them reaching on a six foot 22 year old point guard. Cause that's a little bit what they did. Nine was as about as high as Mitchell would have reasonably gone. Um, but he is my guy, not going to hate on the pick, but they're definitely, they're definitely trusting in, in Mitchell's ability because they're kind of picking against the grain. Like logic okay. would tell you not to pick a twenty-two year old point like, guard. I feel like this is a little bit like my Gregory Rousseau pick, where it's like I was a big Gregory Rousseau fan, but everyone else hated on him. And then the Bills took him. So like 
I think it was a good pick, but like you're warning people that it might yeah, not be a good that, pick. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like on paper, I see the problems with it. It's just that I think he's actually good. But I, I think see when you how got it, it looks. I think if you're giving your opinion, though, you got to say that's a good pick because you like it. It is. Yeah. It is. I just wanted to bring up how. Um, and then on top of that, the Kings already have two guards. They already have yeah, two young like, guards as their young core. So it, it's it's a little, uh, they kind of have to trade healed now. Or I mean, what are they going to do, right? Yeah, someone will um, take healed. Oh, oh they absolutely. Can, they'll no, move I'm, not, I'm not saying they can't move him. Uh I guess I guess you have one more guy to talk about, Matt. Trey Man. Trey Man. He went to the I'm thunder. just saying, I feel very justified that my guy went considerably higher than yeah. was projected. I feel very justified in that. Um, I think with the Thunder, he's a solid fit. I think you know they've got guards, but he can get in the rotation, and he has decent capital now. So I. I I feel pretty um, fine about the Thunder's yeah. fit. It's, it's not particularly good or particularly bad. It's such he a can good get minutes. He's not going to start. You know, it's such a good feeling when a player you scouted and then you're like, "Oh, this guy's good. This guy's good. Like better than people <laughs> think he is." And then in the draft, it gets reflected in that. I felt that way about Javon Holland, the safety out of Oregon. I watched him. Yeah. I'm like, "That's the that's the best safety in the draft right there. He's better than Ardarius Washington and Trayvon Merrig and like all these guys getting hyped like." He's the, he's the best one. And then he was the first safety taken. And I'm like, I, I saw it. I knew it. I knew it. It's exactly how I feel with man. Yeah. Um, I feel the exact opposite with Dax Milne. I was like, this guy's actually pretty good. I was like, I, I was like, you know what? This- I felt he was, he was also pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I didn't expect him to go in like the first, second, or even maybe the third round. But I was like, you know, fourth round, that's a good receiver in the fourth round. And dude falls to the seventh. I was just, I, I was blown. I was, I was like on the NFL, this is, but like Dylan Moses was projected to be a first round pick early in the, I saw him mock to the saints all the time. And then I watched him and I'm like, this dude, at least the way he played, the Bama linebacker, at least the way he played senior year. I mean, he was hurt and he has like multiple excuses for this because he was playing so injured. But I mean, the way he played his senior year, I'm like, if you draft this dude in the first round, I mean, this dude doesn't look draftable. And then he didn't get drafted, which is sad and like not shouldn't probably be something I shouldn't be celebrating, but like I was like, yeah, that's something I don't know what people who are mocking him I, I, in the I first saw, round I were looking were, at. I, I remember when you were talking about that. Yeah, you know, but he, it was I mean, definitely ho- some questionable stuff there. Hopefully, he like gets back to where he was because there was a reason why. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But yeah. it it does feel nice when your pre-draft like assessments are agreed upon by the professionals because then you feel like a little bit of a smart guy. So. I don't know. Sometimes I, I but we I are smart guys. We should profe- feel like smart I question guy. the professional. Sometimes I can't lie. <laughs> Except when they confirm my priors. When they confirm my priors, they're smart. When they don't, they're dumb. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I think that kind of wraps it up on our end. Uh, as far as next episode goes, we're obviously going to be talking about the NBA free agency. There's going to be a lot going on there. Um, we're also thinking about doing predictions for NFL awards. You know, we're going to give our actual predictions for like who's going to win MVP stuff like that and then we're also going to give a dark horse prediction as well um tons of content coming away as always on TikTok, YouTube, podcast podcast channels. Make sure you don't miss out on any of it. And uh Matt, did you come up with a new nickname? No, I you can't come up with your own nickname, man. And someone, honestly, I thought, 
Matt's my nickname because my name is Matthew. And I'm cool with Matt. And Spawn Hour, calling someone their Spawn. last name is also kind of a nickname. Um, can I call you that your is middle not name? A nickname. Can I call you by your middle name? Wait, can I, can I tell a quick story about why I'm in San, San Diego? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even leave. Yeah, Theo's in we, San Diego. Yeah, this right is something now. we should have led with, but I got, I got strained. I'm in San You might recognize, like, or be like, where is Theo right now in this room? This is my friend's. This is my friend's room, and I got. I decided one morning. I'm like, I'm gonna go to San Diego, and so I got in my car, and none of the check engine lights were on or anything. So I was like, I'm just gonna go. You know, there's no reason to think that there might be a problem, of course. And then I got here, and my car just died at a red light, and I wasn't <laughs> at my hotel. It was in San Diego, and it died. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have a car, and no one knows that I'm here, really. Like a couple people did, but I like my parents didn't. So I had to call them and be like, Hey, I'm in California. And like, <laughs> and like they towed it to the shop. And then like, I don't know. It was just, it's just been a crazy last couple you of days. You didn't for tell me. your parents. In and I'm imagining, I'm imagining your parents getting the call. Like, Hey, I'm in San Diego and my car's not working. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was like, yeah. I'm, I, so I'm stuck. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, here's what I did. Here's how I broke the news. I was like, I said to my dad, I'm like, I'm thinking about driving somewhere fun, like, like in a couple days here, because, you know, not much is happening at the apartment complex. Like a lot of my friends there, like left to do their own thing. So I'm like, I'm thinking about driving somewhere fun and doing something. I don't know yet. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And so then I replied to that. I'm like, Hey, about this. <laughs> so like, he kind of <laughs> knew that I was going somewhere. I don't know if he expected it to be there, but, um, yeah. but like, I was kind of homeless for a little bit. Cause like my motel six, like night was up and then like i had to put all my stuff in a backpack and i walked out of my motel six and i'm like i have nowhere to stay tonight but luckily my friend uh madison who is a good friend from college uh lives in carlsbad north of san diego so it was she she clutched up and i've been staying here but that's my story that's just i think it's (laughs) i think it's interesting that it i think it's very brave and bold of me to be here and you went you went shark fishing right I did. I didn't really catch much. I got like one like calico bass is maybe what it's called, but I didn't catch anything crazy. Unfortunate. All right. Well, uh, here's how I'm going to outro this from shark boy, (laughs) Benjamin and lemon boy. We'll catch you on the flippity flop. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.